Thank you for joining us here at VLC. Our purpose is to help people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. God designed us to come together for a reason. And I think that you have to be open. In my prayer this morning for all of us in the room and for everyone watching <clears throat> is that you're at least willing to let Jesus get in the middle of your life for just a second. Huh? I, in, in, maybe just one amen. How about a head nod? Yeah. I know that we like our way. Chris, it's my way, my life. I'll give you a few minutes every now and then. But what if, 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 what if it wasn't my staff contacting you? What if it wasn't me asking you? What if this morning Jesus said, Gary, once you sit down, let me talk to him for a minute. Would you respond the same way? Huh? What would you do if he walked into the room? Here's a revelation. I need you to wrap your head around this. He's here. I know you can't see him. He's here. And more than anything, he wants us, every church in this community, whether they have opened their doors or not, God still wants his church, and he is believing and expecting for his church. And what better time than right now for the church to rise up and embrace who we are? No division, no strife. Offer your life to him as a living sacrifice. And here's the thing. Make no mistake. God's plan from the beginning was for his children, for his kids to come together for one purpose, for the advancement of the church. I love how Jesus says it in the Gospels. I will build my church. And he is building his church. And we are those living stones that he's placing. So don't underestimate the significance of God orchestrating personalities and talents and giftings to make a local church unique. I know that I'm different than a lot of pastors. I get it. But I didn't, I'm not the one that sent a resume to God asking, can I be a pastor? You all know my testimony. I didn't want to be a pastor. Matter of fact, I rejected it as long as I could. And then my pastor at that time called me in his office one day and said, uh, you're done here. You need to go start your own church. Now, he was nicer than that about it, but to summarize it, that's pretty much how it happened. You, you, need, you need to go do your own thing. God's got something to do through you. And I'm like, okay. So here we are today. What is it that's rolling around in the back of your mind? You see, the way it works is like this. Everybody has a role to play. Listen, listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians. He says this, Jesus... Jesus fits his whole body together perfectly. And as each part does its own special work, watch this, it causes the body to grow. You see, when you do your part, these folks on cameras today, uh, you know, six months ago, our online stuff was terrible. And so we've continued to work and get volunteers, and you got people that come in, and they, they, they go through practices, and they, they sit in front of a camera, and they have to follow me, and you know, I, right, Josh? <laughs> it's because I'm a ninja, man. <laughs> huh? <laughs> right? Yeah. You see, guys, the moment, this is the thing, the moment we give our life to Jesus, we become part of his body. Let me ask you something. And, you know, when you go through the Bible, like what B.J. was talking about with the body. Well, let me just read it, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, B.J., in case you were wondering, this 1 Corinthians. Here you go. 
This is out of the message. You are Christ's body. Turn to your neighbor and say you. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Watch this. Only as you accept your part. Say my part. If you're watching, say my part. Yeah. Only as you accept your part of the body does, watch this, of the body does your part mean anything. You have a part. I'm not really ready for a part. I get it. And so we as a local church, we have this philosophy. We use a swimming pool analogy. You have a shallow end and a deep end. And in the shallow end, anybody can come through these doors and, and serve. It's, it's in the shallow end. Any, any small child, anyone can work and function and play in the shallow end. But to go into the deep end of the things of God, of the things of the church, it takes training and commitment and discipline. And you, don't, you can't just do anything you want to do. Are you with me? It, 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 it takes sacrifice to be on this worship team. I can tell you from experience and watching Ashley's department in the cafe, it takes a lot of sacrifice to come in. Because what you know what church folk do? Y'all all wait till the last minute to come to church, and then you all gather at the cafe, and you want her and her team to do a miracle. Come on, worship's getting ready to start. And she's got to make 100 frozen drinks. Huh? I know. And so y'all have to help her with that. Come a little bit early. Maybe we ought to do call-in orders, right? <laughs> Whatever the department is, next week we're going to talk very specifically about our children's department. Because right now, a lot of our, our children's workers, because of COVID, they're still at home. They're not ready to come back yet. And that's okay, but we're still moving on as a church, so we need workers. And so I'm going to break down some numbers for you next week. I'm telling you guys, when we get to heaven, there are going to be people that you see on a daily basis in heaven, and they're going to have these, these massive crowns and these royal robes, and you're going to be like, what did you do? I never saw you on Christian TV. I worked in children's ministry. It's what, listen guys, it's what makes things work. Everybody who does their own, when everybody does their part, it causes the body to grow. You see, God is continually calling believers together. For us to come together, to serve together, to pray for each other, to serve alongside each other, to make a difference for the kingdom of heaven. It's important to realize that in this process that you learn and develop, at the same time that God is revealing not necessarily just who you are, but your calling and your responsibility, but at the same time he's revealing, he's preparing. You learn as you go. I've had people tell me, well, I'm not really ready for that. I don't know. No, nobody's ready. Just, just, just show up. Just show up. You know how Jesus picked the first 12? They said, okay. He didn't take a resume. He didn't ask what theological cemetery they went, I mean, seminary they went to. My, my, that wasn't funny. That my bad. He just said, you want to you change the world? Come follow me. And they said, okay. That's how they were picked. That's how it still works today. If I come to you and say, would you like to serve in this department? Guess who's asking? Jesus is asking. Because he would never put you on my heart to serve in this church if he didn't think you were ready. Y'all okay? See, finding your fit, guys, it, it is this lifelong journey. 
that you discover who you are and what you do. When we get to heaven, see, this is the thing. When we're still, we're going to, our, it's going to be massive and big, but we're still going to be church family. Our body's still going to blend and connect together. I'll be over at your house like I told her. I, I told Amanda the other day. <laughs> I said she, she'll be cooking for me in heaven a thousand years from now. She brought me a surprise last week. <laughs> no, it wasn't brownies, but it was good. <laughs> See, here's the thing, guys. Ultimately, this is one of your take-homes today. Ultimately, Christianity, it's not just believing. It's belonging. You belong somewhere. You belong in a church family. You belong to a local body. It would be like if I got up this morning and decided to come to church, but my left leg wanted to stay at home. See, he fits the body together. We're all one body of believers, and God graces each of his churches with a unique personality, just like he does individuals. Let me show you this in Romans chapter 12. Verse 4 out of the New Living, it says this, Just as our, talking about our human bodies, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts, one body. Watch this very carefully. And we all belong to one another. We serve together. We pray together. We look out for one another. Just like a human body, I wouldn't be able to, to do that. I mean, just think if, you know, if, if Connor's hands just said, Connor, I, I, I'm not going today. How could he? I mean, he could still jump around like he does. We are a body, and you are important. Finding your fit is you personally accepting your responsibility for helping advance the kingdom of God on the planet, being part of the body of Christ. We all have a part to play. And I know some of you may be here this morning, and you say, well, I haven't figured mine out yet. That's okay. That's what we're here for. Our purpose as a local church, this has been our vision from the, from the start, and it will always be why we're on the planet, is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ that's what we do and I know there are times that people come to me with different things that we think we should do as a church well I did it over at this church or we used to do it in my last church this is what we do we help people discover and develop a life in Christ we help you do that we help you discover, we help you develop. So that means sometimes you need a little nudge, you're going to get a little nudge. Sometimes when you need a little correction, you're going to get a little correction. I know some of y'all think, well, who corrects you? I'm married. <laughs> and have you met my staff? They all married women. And they gang up on me sometimes. You see, I love being part of the local church. I love what God is doing here, and I love watching how, how God takes people and develops them over the years. It's a beautiful thing to watch. It's a cool thing to be a part of. And, and, and the way, I love how God describes it in the book of Ephesians. He says, I'm building a home, and I'm using all of you, irrespective of how you got here. See, God doesn't care about your past. He doesn't care about it. I mean, if he did I, did, I would definitely not qualify for ministry. If he was concerned about my past, because mine is bad, real bad. Yeah. But he said, look, I, I think I'll use you. 
I'll take you from the guttermost to the uttermost. I'll, I'll whip you into something special. What you need to realize, guys, at the end of the day, we're simply this. We're still clay on the potter's wheel. You're always going to be developed and worked on. Don't ever think that you've got it all figured out or if you've, you've arrived. And, and for those of you that like this title mentality in church, we had a staff meeting last Monday, and at the top of my, my list I wrote, church is messy. You know why? Because we're here. we messy. We got emotion and baggage and drama and all the stuff, and, and we think, well, no, I shouldn't be that way in a church. No, that's exactly the way church should be, because church is where the broken, disgusted, lost, confused, hurting need to come and find out. Huh? This is why, this is why we're always encouraging you to get involved, because serving, listen, guys, serving, it is one of the most effective ways that you're going to discover what God's called you to do. You see, the Bible tells us this. Paul writing in Corinthians, he says that on the day that we stand before Jesus, now he's not talking about the, the judgment seat of God for the sinner. He's talking about the judgment seat of Christ for the born again. You're like, what? There's one of those? There's one of those. <laughs> now God loves you. You're wonderfully saved, heaven bound. But every one of us in this room, the, Paul makes it very clear. He says that on that day, you will stand in front of Jesus. Mama and daddy won't be there. Your spouse and your kids won't be there. It's you and Jesus, and he's going to talk to you about what you did on the planet for the kingdom of heaven. Because he's asking everybody to do stuff. He hadn't asked me, oh yeah, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. You just say no. Or you got too much other stuff going on that you can't hear it. He said there's going to be wood, hay, and stubble, and, and after, the, after it's tested by fire, he says you'll be in heaven saved, but you won't have any reward. There'll be silver, gold, and brass. He's talking about what are you doing that's going to make it through the judgment fire. Now, once again, no condemnation, no, none of that garbage. You understand you're going to heaven, you're wonderfully saved, but we will be judged for what we do on the planet. I need you all to understand this today. I know a lot of people in, in the 21st century church, they just want to sing kumbaya and wait for Jesus and do our own thing. But guys, it, that's not the way the kingdom of heaven was built. And see, here's the thing. Regardless of where you're at in your faith journey today, don't ever entertain the thought that you don't have something to offer. You do. Yeah, but I, I, this is one of the big ones I get all the time. Pastor, I really don't know anything about the Bible. Well, listen, let's just be real for a minute. Most people don't know everything about the Bible anyway. I'll be the first to tell you I don't. I mean, I read things, and I probably read it hundreds of times. I'm like, wow. I'm like, Derek, you ever seen that? And he's like, um, maybe. <laughs> right? God's, God's word, his life is progressive. And as you stay in it, you discover more, and you discover more. So don't entertain the thought that you don't have anything to offer. You do. Let me, let me give you an example of this. There's this beautiful story in Matthew chapter 14 where the multitudes had been following Jesus. Now, you think about this, man. The Bible says that there was 5,000 not counting women and children. So if you took the women and the children, you got probably close to 10,000 people. And they don't have a building. Jesus doesn't have a microphone. And he's teaching out of a, he's just teaching in this can you, can you envision 5,000 people? 
And the disciples come to him and said, listen, it's late in the day, and they've been with us all day, and you've been preaching way too long, Jesus. And we need to go get them some food. And he says this, you give them something. He put it right back on the disciples. I wonder if he's still putting stuff back on the disciples today. You give them something. You do something. And they said, well, all we got is a couple of loaves of bread and some fish. Watch this. He said, bring it to me. Tell them to sit down. And then he blessed it and gave it to the disciples. Now, I've tried to wrap my head around how this unfolds. All right, I want you to picture, okay, we got 10,000 people, all right? 10,000. He's got five pieces of bread and two fish, all right? Now, he, the Bible says he looks up to heaven, he blesses it, and then begins to pass it out to the disciples. So I begin to process this. For, joy, for them to take food, to, if you got 12 and they're the runners, for them to go to come back and have Jesus multiply it again, and then go back and come back and have Jesus multiply, it would have taken, it would have been way past midnight and dark, everybody would have been asleep. I submit to you that he blessed it, watch closely, he blessed it one time, say one time, <laughs> say one time. <laughs> he blessed it and sent it out. And I, I, this is how I, I see it happening. They go in and give, and the next thing, they're like, I'm, I'm sure the first time Peter went back and it was full again, like, James, Matthew, look, you got more? I got more. You got more? And it just kept, it kept, the blessing kept going as long as the disciples kept giving the blessing. Bring me what you have. This is what Jesus wants you to take home today. Bring me what you have and watch what I'll do with it. Stop looking at somebody else. Stop comparing yourself. You bring me what you've got. You see, as we continue growing as disciples, the thing that you have to do is you've got to find yourself not just coming to church to just come to church, but be like one of the 12. Bring something. Bring something to church. For some of you, Jesus is simply saying this today. Bring me your upbringing. Bring me your failures. Bring me your mistakes. Bring me your lack of experience. Bring me your fears. Bring me your insecurities. Give me your ideas, good and bad. Hmm? Give me your time. And watch what I'll do. Watch what I'll do with it. This is why we're always around here trying to get people involved. See, I know some people think, well, that's what you got a staff for, preacher. It, my, there is no, listen, I have three people, on three, and they work hard. And there's no way, three people can't run a church of 500 or however, I don't know how many we got these days. It's not, and God never designed for a, a you know, staff to run a church. It's y'all. Hmm? It's your church. Own it. That doesn't mean you have to do everything. Man, well, it seems like, Andy, it seems like those that do, you keep requiring more. I think I read that somewhere in the Bible. That to him who's been given more, more is required. Yeah. You know why God continually taps on certain people's shoulders? Because they say, okay. See, I've learned over the years God will go to one 
And then they'll say, mm, not right now. And then they'll go to the next one, mm, not right now. And then he'll go to the next one, mm, not right now. And then, they'll go to the, and, and then after two or three of them, then he has to go back to Andy again because Andy will say, yeah. He said, Andy, I didn't want to go to you first. I wanted this new one to get it, but they wouldn't do it. And I know I can count on you, so I'm coming back to you again. That's why, you ever heard of the, what is it, the Pareti principle, the 80-20 the rule? 20% of the people do 80% of the work? That's because they'll say, yeah, God wants to change that. Victory Life, we're going to change that. If, if you do one thing once a month, it will change the landscape of this church. See, and I'm, I'm telling you one of the greatest acts of worship that a believer can do is put your hand to something. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not stuff to do outside these four walls. I know our backpack program, they need help right now. I mean, we want to get to the place where that thing is so stocked full of stuff that they can just, that they've got to get their own truck to carry stuff. Amen. We're not there yet, but we want to get there. Are you with me? See, being part of this, allowing God to inspire you, because when you worship with your hands, not in a song, not just lifting up, but I'm talking about you put your hand to something, that's when you just discover that next level that Jesus has for you. This is why being part of a local church is more than just coming in and getting a sermon. It's doing something. Listen to what Hebrews chapter 10 says. Verse 24, let's see. This is out of the message paraphrase. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Not avoiding worshiping together. Huh? See, guys, we're not going to avoid worshiping together as a church. We're not going to do it. We're, we're not going to do it. We're going to worship together, all right? We're going to come together. We're going to serve together. He says, not avoiding worship together as some do, but spurring each other on. Watch this, especially when you see the day approaching. What day? What day is he talking about, you all? The day that Jesus comes back. Y'all do understand Jesus is coming back, right? I know, I, I know with everything going on, all of our end times, people, they're on the edge of their seat right now. It could be today. It could be today. But if it's not today, let's, according to Jesus, occupy till it is the day. Don't worry about today. It, you, can't, you, you can't make it happen. huh? So don't worry about today. When it happens, all I got to say is this. Be ready. <laughs> My bags are packed. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, I'm corny sometimes. See, guys, there's something about coming together, worshiping together, encouraging and helping out. It's a game changer in your life. You can leave here on any given day, and you may be wore out and tired. Like, man, I'm so through with that. He gets on my nerves. All those people. Huh? I, don't you think there's days I say that? I get up like, Lord, I don't even want to go look at him today. And then he says, well, what's your problem, man? I'm just being carnal and selfish. I just want to sleep in. You ever been there? So listen to Paul's words out of Romans. Y'all okay? All right. Paul says this. So here's what I want you to do. This is Romans chapter 12. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping. You're eating. Wait, 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 wait. My eating? Why you got to bring up eating? 
Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work life, you're walking around life, and you place it before God as an offering. See, this is, this is the biggie for you today. I want you leaving here today, taking your life and placing it before God as an offering. Now, now, let me tread lightly here, because once you do it, God expects things from you. Once you go before the Lord and say, Father, today I give you my life as an offering, you know what's coming next, don't you? Opportunity. He says, take your everyday life and place it before God as an offering. This is one of our greatest acts of worship. When you say, Lord, what would you like me to do? Parking lot team. Mm, it's about ready to get cold outside, Lord. I'm really not into the parking lot team. You got anything inside for me? Well, sure we do. We got stuff all over for you. But what if God specifically said, I want you to take the parking lot team to another level? Huh? What if you become part of this team and then there's somebody that pulls into the parking lot and they meet you and you set them on the course that changes their life for the kingdom of heaven because they met you in the parking lot and you made them. Guys, you all know, some of you all, you remember how it was when you started looking. It's, it's weird looking for church. Church people are weird. You know that. And, you, and it takes a lot of courage. And especially if you've got a family and two or three kids, you've got to pack them up and get them ready and drag them into a, this weird environment. And you're like, man, my last, I cannot tell you the horror stories I hear about people that will go try churches and they'll tell me, man, one of the things they love, love, love about Victory Life Church, you are the friendliest people on the planet. You are, man. They bra I, I hear stories all the time about you all. They tell me, man, I, I've tried three different churches, and the last two, nobody even spoke to us. We went in, sat down, and got up and left after service, and not, not one person said a thing. Now, you all are over the top the other way. I mean, you, you swarm them. I mean, literally, in swarms, you get them. And, and the, from the parking lot to the sea, they, they, they're like, man, I had one guy, he said, man, your church gets on my nerves. It's so nice. Seriously, I'm, but I took it as a compliment, you know. See, guys, when we, and this is one of these John Maxwell things that I've learned over the years. When we take the time to make those around us better, it automatically makes us better. When you invest in others, when you have an otherly mentality. As a matter of fact, something very significant happens in the life of a new believer. I want you to think about new believers for a second because what, what do we do as a church? We help people discover and develop a life in Christ. And one of the most significant things that happens with, with, a, with new believers is when someone that's more mature, when another disciple looks after them and helps them become what we call church. When you, when you kind of bring them in and, you're like, and you start showing them the ropes. Remember guys, we're all one body working together. One spirit called to this beautiful, beautiful thing called the church. So never underestimate the significance of what God does when he, when he is orchestrating personalities, giftings, talents. He's putting it together according to Romans to make this beautiful body. You ever wonder why Jesus set the church up the way he did? You ever thought about that? Because he knew, I mean, think about this. I mean, we are some of the most frail, fickle, flawed, moody, emotional people on the planet. Church people. And we born again filled 
with the Holy Spirit. And because he's made us like him, he gave us this decision and graced us with the privilege of discovering. Say discover. He's graced us with the privilege of discovering what he died that we could be, both individually and corporately as a body when we come together. We are making a difference on the planet for the body of Christ. See, that's what happens when you let Jesus disrupt your life. I know a lot of us, man, we're like, man, I just, I, my life's good right now. I really don't have time for church. And you, you just really don't, you, you just don't know what you're saying. It just hasn't been uh, a reality to you yet. Yeah, I got a couple minutes. Let me tell you another story real quick. Story of Mary and Martha. I talk about this one all the time. Y'all know Mary and Martha? Jesus is at the house. He's teaching. And Martha, she's busy doing stuff, work. See, some of y'all in the ministry, you're busy doing ministry work. And you get upset because others are just sitting at the feet of Jesus. You're like, Pastor, won't you tell him to do something? Hmm? First of all, telling people to do nothing doesn't work. You all know that, right? But Martha gets upset because Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him teach. What Martha don't understand because she's so busy about all the stuff is Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. At some point, the revelation is going to hit her, and she's going to be out doing. See, sometimes you need to stay at the feet of Jesus long enough for the revelation of who you are takes root so that you can go out and apply and you're not shaken when you don't get your way, when we don't accept your idea, when, when, when we tell you no five times. You don't get mad with your precious feelings hurt and quit. I cannot tell you as a pastor how many people quit the ministry because they got their feelings hurt. And they want to blame stuff, they want to blame me or they want to blame you all as, as, and it's all nothing but carnal junk. That might have been a little hard today, my bad. But we are living in a time where this, this window is closing. You, I want you, those of you watching, listen very carefully. The window is closing for this season of life that we call humanity. And there are on the planet right now, eight billion people with a B, eight billion. There is a third of those are born again Christians. Now, just because you're born again doesn't mean you're doing anything for Jesus. I know hundreds and hundreds of people that are going to, you know, they're, they're going to go to heaven, but they're not doing anything for the Lord. But this house, for me, and my, this is my house. Y'all my kids. I'm your shepherd. For me and my house, huh? Yeah, we're going we gonna to serve the Lord. We. Man, your enthusiasm is knocking me down right now. I mean, y'all are on it. Appreciate that. <laughs> we are. And I know many of you are doing things, and, and I know some of you are still discovering. I, I get it. Nobody's mad at you, but we're stirring a fire in you today. All right? If you're not doing something, on your way out today, there is a, a table called Find Your Fit. And every department is out there. Now, listen, I don't want everybody lined up at the worship department, all right? We don't need a bunch. We don't, matter of fact, we don't need any singers right now. We need, we need musicians. Any, anyway, 
stop by the table. If nothing else, just ask about the department. I know Ashley des desperately needs, she would love to have a, 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 about 10 of y'all sign up for her team. Those of you watching, I know you're going to be back soon. We got a spot picked out just for you. We'll leave the light on. Huh? See, G I, guys, Jesus is doing some work here. He's doing some special things, fitting us together, bringing us together for one special purpose, and that's to help people discover and develop a life in Christ. You see, God continually calls believers together to love one another, pray for one another, serve alongside one another. Remember what I said in the beginning of our talk? Being a Christian, it's not just believing, it's what? It's belonging. It's belonging. Jesus said, I'm building my home. And I'm using all of you, irrespective of how you got here. Now, here's the key to this. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, well, that's step one. huh? I'm not talking about being a member of Victory Life Church. That's wonderful if God brings you here. There are plenty of wonderful churches in our community. But the step that you have to take first is to give your life to Jesus. It's not a religious thing, it's a step of faith. I have people all the time like, well, I don't know enough, or I'm sure many of you have heard this one, well, when I get my life straightened out, then I'll, no, no, it's just the opposite. That's what Jesus does. He's the life straightened out department. All you have to do is take that first step of faith, and we have made it so simple around here. You don't have to walk an aisle, you don't have to raise a hand if you're in the room, or if you're watching us today, just simply say this prayer with us and allow Jesus the opportunity to move in. And one decision at a time, one day at a time, he begins to reveal himself to you and reveal who you are in him as a new believer, as one that is born again. But you have to take the initial step of faith. So as we say this prayer, if you're here or if you're watching, say it with us. Give Jesus a chance. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're in the room and you said the prayer, stop by our information desk. We've got some information out there for you. Uh, for those of you that are online, you're watching, or maybe at a later date you hear this on a podcast, just contact us here at the office or let a friend know so that we can, uh, you know, give you some instructions in your next step. For all of you that brought your giving today, on your way out, there are give boxes in, in different places in the hall and in the lobby. And if you brought your offering today, we thank you so much for, for supporting our ministry and allowing us to do all the things that, that we are, that God has put on our heart to do. For those of you that give with our Church Center app, you can go there and follow those easy instructions. Um, God is really doing something, I believe. This, this, whole, this whole thing that's happening, God never just lets anything go to waste. He's gonna, he's gonna turn what, what is the, end, the enemy meant for bad into good. Mark my words on this. You watch and see what happens. Amen. Let me pray over your offering real quick, and then I'm going to get you guys out of here. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for faithful givers today. Thank you, Lord, that your blessing is on the hand of the giver, allowing us the privilege of advancing the kingdom of heaven in Jesus' mighty name. Now, don't forget, on your way out today, Stop by the uh, Find Your Fit table, check out some of the different ministries, see, see some of those things that, that, that might interest you. Hey, be listening. God may tap you on the shoulder and say, that one's for you. Amen? 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.